0: Hey, this is Mike from 424 Recording reminding you to help keep this podcast mattress ad free by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com 424recording. Now you can watch full video episodes of the podcast only on Patreon. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hello, and welcome to Analog Thoughts in a Digital World, a new podcast from 424 Recording about creativity and the pursuit of the artistic life. My co-host this season is Jason from Painted Blonde Tapes, and we have a new format where every other week we present each other with a question about anything related to creativity and discuss our answers. We're also making recommendations at the end of each episode about anything we're listening to, reading, watching, etc. I feel like the podcast kind of picks up where I left off with the solo podcast last year, but now there's a new title and a new co-host. The podcast will be a 16 episode season, released every other week wherever you listen to podcasts. So make sure you subscribe. Thursdays at 8 a.m. starting from September 12, 2019, to April 9th, 2020. If you want to see full video episodes of the podcast, become a patron at Patreon.com/slash424Recording. Jason, what's up, man? How you
1: doing? I'm good. How's it going?
0: It feels good to be back, man. The first episode of the podcast back, season two. We're hitting it hard today with some for questions from each of us.
1: Sounds great.
0: My question, uh, I think, is a great lead to the entire season because uh, it deals with creativity and, and making your own creative projects. So, I wanted to ask you. I think we've talked about this, but why did you start a tape label? Can you give us like well, a, a little rundown of what was going on when in, in you're head with this?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, essentially like at the beginning it was to put out my own tape. I had, uh, a couple of EPs that I released last year and, uh, they just sort of happened to fit like, uh, you know, on a tape and I wanted to put out something physical again. Um, and I don't know, CDR is just like, it didn't seem like people were too interested in those. And, yeah. um, yeah. And so I had, I happened to have like, you know, like 10 blank tapes, and they happen to be, like, the perfect amount of length um, left over from a project from years ago. And so, yeah, so I made, like, 10 copies of this album, and, or I guess the EPs, and put that out, and it did surprisingly well. Like, you know, I figured I'd sell, like, two of them. And, I mean, 10 is not a lot, but uh, they they sold out quickly, and um, so... Yeah, man, I think, I, I think
0: that's definitely a cause for celebration, because, I mean... I've been in bands where we made hundreds of something and maybe sold two of them you know what I mean so yeah I
1: still got like uh you know hundreds of <laughs> <CD-Rs>. <laughs> of things like uh piled up behind me yeah but yeah it was like um and then you know you had your album um that you were looking to maybe put out on a tape and um, Elsa who did um, images with me also had some songs sitting on her hard drive and like she had shared those with me with no intention of sharing them with anybody else. And I was like, you know, people need to hear these. They're they're awesome. And um, so that was like, those were two, like, really good reasons for me to to purchase the dot-com and, and, like, and move forward with it. And because, uh, like, you know, at first it was like I just kind of wanted to put, like, a label name, like, with my music. I thought, like, if I'm sharing it with people, maybe people might, like, kind of respect my own music a little bit more if there was, like, a, a label name on it. <laughs> um, Yeah, I get
0: that, man. I feel like that's, like, why probably 99% of labels start,
1: you know? Yeah, it probably is. uh, But then, like, I don't know. It's just, like, grown so much, like, from, like, the aspect of, like, making the tapes and, like, like, doing the stamping and printing on the tapes and making – because I handle all the artwork for it, and I like the challenge of, like, presenting – uh, the album art to you guys, like to the, to the people that I make the artwork for. Um, yeah. Cause I think that's that, something
0: that's, that's like really noticeable about your stuff. I mean, that's something that drew me to your uh, recordings in the first place. I remember way back, you sent me, I think the first red pants, uh, West, Westward, Westward. What is it?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, um, it. and I was like blown away by the art. And then I remember you started doing the label. Cause I feel like that was, that's something that really sets your stuff apart is that it's this, it's more than just like a, just like a a tape that's been re-recorded by a place. You know, it's like you put a lot of work into all the art and you do all the art for the releases. It's, it's, it seems like quite the undertaking.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is, um, I've got like my to-do list and, you know, like, and so I just cross things off one at a time and try to, you know, not forget any steps, but, um, uh, but it's totally worth it. I don't know. I I've enjoyed like each step so so far along in the process, and um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just like gives me a really good excuse to make to make stuff and to make art and and um, and you know do things like I've never done before. Like I've always wanted to do a zine, and I decided, well, I'm just gonna like make a zine and and throw it in with each tape. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, making. That- Making like book. stickers and yeah, little art books and like little stickers and buttons and and because um, I love it like when labels like send stuff like that uh, when you buy an album or something and so yeah. so I kind of wanted to emulate that like with within like doing my own um, my own stuff and yeah I don't know it's so I mean it's just surprising like I just kind of like hit it I think at the right time because cassettes like have just come back so much like over the last couple of years I think and oh yeah which I was completely oblivious to until I put out that first tape
0: yeah well I think it's there's something there's something special about it for sure like I mean I guess I mean tapes in general obviously your stuff's special but I mean like
1: uh, well there's like there's like more time you know like because you're especially if you're dubbing it like in real time like it just like I think it makes it a little bit more special than just like clicking the button on a computer to burn your CDR. You know, Well, that's the and, thing. Is
0: like because I feel like if you put all that work into a CDR, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't have the same. For for whatever reason, like the a CD just seems so disposable compared to a cassette. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. They, I, I don't know why I think that or feel that way, but it just feels like tapes. There's something more tangible about them, even though I mean. I don't know. I'm not even sure if that makes sense, but
1: for oh, some reason. I, I think it totally does.
0: I guess it does, right? Because there's like physical tape inside the cassettes and yeah. it's like an actual mechanical working uh, device rather than just this uh, digital tracks on a CD. I never really thought about it. I guess I guess that, that was my point in, in saying the specialness of it. It kind of feels like something about the CD-Rs and, I mean, obviously uh, vinyl is cool too, but something about yeah, CD-Rs, like, you know, it's like just there's, I don't know. People aren't really collecting CDRs, you know?
1: Yeah, it's too bad. I mean, maybe they'll make a comeback and it'll be much cheaper to produce. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It just, like, I don't know. I feel know. like it takes they're harder to, to like, customize, too, you know? Yeah, that's so true. Like, I mean, because I, I really admired, like, the, you know, I loved, like, when people did, like, the DigiPack uh, cardboard yeah. stuff, like, back in the day. And, and um, I think it's really hard to get those, like, printed at a reasonable, um, quality. That's a reasonable price. And, um, and
0: also DIY is tough too. Like if you want to do it yourself at home, unless you have like one of those like light scribe, like old school light scribe, uh, CDR <laughs> burners. I don't know if you know if, if you know what those are <laughs> and I'm not even sure if those come out, how the quality of that, but I just feel like people, even though CDs seem like they would be the, the better format for a lot of reasons, uh, you know, the availability of CD players and also the availability of, and cheapness of CDs, like for whatever reason, they're just not. I don't know, not I mean, really. Making, do you
1: even like? Do you still have a CD player?
0: I do. I don't use it, but I do. Okay. I mean, I have I one in my car too. You know.
1: Yeah, I have one. I have one in our car, but you know, I never use it. I, I always bring in an iPod or I'll, I mean, I'll bring in a, like a portable cassette player sometimes if I'm. Yeah, yeah i sometimes making do that. tapes, but like. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. I I don't know. Um yeah.
0: But I guess I guess um we sidetracked a little from the idea of
1: Yeah, I mean like for me like it's kind of coming full circle to being like a 16-year-old kid and making mixtapes in my bedroom for friends, you know. Yeah. Except that, you know, I've got a few more friends now and but I'm I'm still like packing them up in envelopes and sending them out cuz I I totally had like pen pals, you know, friends that would move away and would uh pack up mixtapes and send them out. And, and I still have mixtapes from whenever I was that age. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of coming around to getting lucky and doing what <laughs> I was doing whenever I was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's me in a nutshell, I think, like why, why I started a label. Perfect, bro. So do you want to pivot to my question of the week? Because it's a doozy.
0: I think it. I think it sort of segues nicely. Yeah, let's do it. Okay.
1: <laughs> so um, after I think you're like 49 now. After 49. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so anyway, um, I'm actually 47. Nice. Okay. So yeah, after all these years, why are we still pursuing this creative life?
0: Yeah, that's. I, I feel like that's a great question and one that is like been coming up a lot and been coming up a lot maybe in things I've been reading and, you know, I've been talking about it with you and talking about it with some other people. Um, I think for me, like one of my like canned responses for this is always cause I, I think I've mentioned this to you before is like, as a kid, I just remember like being in like art class in like elementary school and just loving to make stuff and then showing people to see what their reaction would be to whatever it was yeah. I made, you know? And there's, like, that's that certain, like, love or passion. Like, whatever you want to call that, for me, is, like, a big part of what keeps me going. Even if – kind of like what you were saying with the mixtapes, you know. It's like you kind of make this special thing for a few people and you send it out. And there's, like, an exchange of this, like, gift between people, uh, you know, of, like, art and, like, mixtapes. And then also just, um, like, a sharing of ideas, I guess, too, you know. Um, so for me, I just, I just think it's important for my own life. And I feel like it's also like one of the only things I kind of know how to do at this point, you know, like that's why (laughs) I continue to do it. It's like, it's like, here's another batch of songs. Like, like today, even I was, um, just working on stuff. I hadn't really been working on stuff in a while and it was going great. Like after, after like not having done it in a while. And, um, cause I was like thinking I was like, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but I was thinking I was like, had this, you know, I was I was in a little bit of a writing block mode, you know, and uh yeah, I think I think that's also like a reason to keep doing it because I don't know, there's that feeling you get when you know you're working on something really cool or something really different or you you know even just playing drums and playing a beat, you know, one day after a half hour of playing that you hadn't been able to play before, you know, or yeah. learning something new. Like I feel like there's those type of gains and experience when it comes to art and making stuff that that's just keep, always keeps me coming back as like a striving for knowledge, you know? So, I mean, so I, I guess it's just like, I guess it's kind of a two tiered answer of like just the sheer enjoyment of it. And then, uh, the experience and the learning and just feeling like you're every time you sit down to do something, you can get better at it. And I don't know, just have fun doing it. Cause I yeah, think at the I end mean, of the day, it comes down to fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, couldn't agree more with the fun aspect. Um, I'm sure we'll, like, dive deeper into, like, my storied past throughout this uh, second season of the podcast, but, like, I took a break from it for a while after we had kids, and then, like, and then I sort of, like, I don't know, slowly came back to, to it, and it was, like, <clears throat> actually, like, sort of jamming in the basement with my um, with my daughter that kind of, like, brought me back, like, we're, like, just, like, you know, just... Strumming like two chords, so she could sing over the top of it, you know. And it's like, but but still, like something in your brain like sort of clicks to like how much, how much fun you're having, just making, making up simple songs and stuff. And yeah, one thing led to another, and here I am with a tape label.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> and mean, talking
1: on your podcast.
0: Heck yeah, man! I I feel like that's that actually gets to the heart of it too. Of you know the the two big things for me. I remember like starting out with all this stuff, especially music was uh it was a way to hang out with people and and then it was a way to have fun you know and the, those are like the two things I make I try to make sure I do with it and I think that's that's really cool too because like you're able to do it with your family and do it with your daughter now and like kind of pass along what you've learned to her and um, it's just I think for me too it's just like a social thing you know it's it's really fun to collaborate with people to jam mm-hmm. with people and like the exchange of ideas and just make something cool you know like, yeah, why, why wouldn't we, why would we ever, why would we stop doing this, doing that, you know?
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm i sure we could delve into it at some point, but yeah, I did at some point and, and now I don't know why, you know, cause like, I'm so like into it again and like so excited by like collaborating with people and like, well, you know, just, maybe you never really stopped, like, you, you
0: know, you just had, you just had to take a detour there for a minute. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe you're right. You yeah. know what do they say? The
0: cliche: if you love something, let it go, and if it comes back to you, what is that? You know that
1: <laughs> uh, That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I think that's right. And right? If
0: it, yeah, something like that. We'll have to leave yeah. a we'll leave a quote in the show notes or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's nice gonna man. be the season two uh, season two t shirt.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Isn't there a quote <laughs> that <laughs> it sounds really familiar? But but. Uh, If you love something, set it free. But that's all I know. I don't remember the second half of the quote, though, either.
0: Um, I think it's something like, uh, fool me once, shame (laughs) on you, (laughs) fool me twice, you won't get fooled again. (laughs) I I know how hard it is to put food on your family. Looking for a way to support Analog Thoughts? Check out Jason's cassette label Painted Blonde Tapes at paintedblonde.com and snag a copy of one of his releases. All right, <laughs> all right, man, because you get the good stuff. So, so <laughs> recommendations this week,
1: yeah, we're doing recommendations. Um, you want me to go first uh, since I went first? We're talking about tapes, yeah, sure, okay. man. Capro okay. just
0: uh had to say hi here. What's up, buddy? Oh,
1: he's his tail's in there. There he is, okay. shark tail, yeah. I brought nice. out a tape since we're talking tapes. Um, this is uh. This album came out early in 2019 by uh, this musician that goes, she records under the name Lomelda. Yeah. Um, and uh, the album is called M for Empathy, and it's like 18 minutes long. So, I mean, some people might not consider it an album, but I do, because it's got 11 songs, even if they are like one to one and a half minutes long. Um, it sounds I like my kind of thing. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's like I mean, a lot of it's like pretty um, minimal, like uh, acoustic, and um, yeah, it's it's just really nice to put on. Sometimes you know your family is noisy, you make noisy basement rock music. Sometimes you need to just like chill out with a a really folky album. But it's really great, really great stuff. That's my it's my it's been my go-to so far this year.
0: Nice, man. So Lomelda M for empathy.
1: You got it. Awesome.
0: Uh, my rec this week is actually a video game. Um, it's called Enter the Gungeon. It's kind of like a throwback, uh, retro, uh, fun kind of shooter, cartoony kind of shooting game.
1: So it's uh, on a uh, Nintendo NES? It's, it's Nintendo actually on an entertainment system?
0: Uh, SNES, actually. Super. Oh, it's on Super, yeah. Oh. Nice. Um, it's it's really great, and uh, it's it's just a great game. And I was playing it for a while, and kind of come back to it every once in a while. And uh, I just recommend it if, if anybody's uh, any gamers out there. Um, it's a very cool piece. Of, like the art is great, and the just the whole game is I think is put together really well, and has a lot of replay value.
1: Nice. Maybe I'll I'll have to because I don't have a, a Super Nintendo That's anymore. Nice. Maybe I'll yeah. go on YouTube and see if there are any kids playing this game that can like watch yeah yeah isn't yeah. like that, that's a thing right like where people play video games on youtube for yeah.
0: hours you can check out uh 424 gaming actually my new oh. ch- my new gaming
1: channel <laughs> oh, excellent okay yeah it's it's bit, uh... it's time that you had a um side hustle
0: yeah it's my side my side side my second side hustle yeah
1: what is it called when a uh, when a TV show like uh, spawns a new TV show like Breaking Bad with uh, Better Call Saul? Oh yeah,
0: is spinoff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There you go. This is your spinoff. This, this is, gonna, is your chance.
0: This is gonna be like the Frasier to my Cheers.
1: <laughs> Let's just hope it's it's not that Joey show to Friends, whatever the Joey show was. Wasn't oh. it Joey?
0: Wait, there was one that came out around the same time as that as Friends.
1: I think, like, after Friends, they tried to do that's like, right. uh, whatever that guy's Joey, I think, was the character Matt LeBlanc. Name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think it lasted too long.
0: Huh, I kind of remember that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't I, I don't know I'll that th- I watched we'll that. Check out the, did, the YouTube
0: uh, highlights or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, link it in the show notes.
0: If you like analog thoughts in the digital world, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. It's wonderful to hear what you're thinking and also a great way for new listeners to find us. You can also send us feedback about analog thoughts at 424recording at gmail.com. Connect with us on Instagram at 424recording and at Painted Tapes. Please join us next week. I'm Mike from 424recording. Thank you for listening and make sure you do something
1: you want to do today, all right?